McGurk! I Do love not mess in. with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yes! Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zorel. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And we are live and wired on the DC TV podcast YouTube channel and the Supergirl Radio Facebook page, which for some reason is causing us issues with these live streams. So we've been having to fix them before we go live. Uh, to <laughs> ask StreamYard about that. But we are live on the DC TV podcast YouTube channel and the Supergirl Radio Facebook page, at least we should be, to discuss and review my adventures with Superman's seventh episode titled Kiss Kiss Fall in Portal. Uh, so we don't have any news this week, so I guess we should just go straight to it and uh, talk about the episode. So Kiss Kiss Fall in Portal mm -hmm. is the episode that we are going to be talking about for this episode of Supergirl Radio. And the description for Max reads, quote, Clark tries to plan a normal date without any Superman problems, but he gets interrupted, unquote. And uh, the major interruption to Clark's big uh, plans for his date with uh, Lois uh, the big interrupter is a character that we know and are familiar with, and we happen to be big fans of. We, we love we love this character. We love saying this character's name. We say it often. We say, <laughs> we say it correctly. <laughs> yes. So this uh, version of Mix Espitalik is how they say it in this episode. I prefer the Mix Espitalik uh, version of the pronunciation, but here I think it was pronounced Mix Espitalik. So he is the big interruption that uh, causes. Clark and Lois's first date, uh, or maybe second date, I guess. Their their date at the at the gala that uh Cat Grant didn't want to go to, I guess maybe was the technically the <laughs> first date. Uh, but he interrupts the second date uh that Clark is planning. So, Morgan, what did you think about this version of Mixie? I loved this version of Mixie. What uh what a little scamp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that in uh, that this version of Mixie, um, his power comes from his little hat. Yeah, that's really cute. Uh, it's hard to take seriously, I'll be honest, but it's <laughs> delightful. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Like every time, I was like, "Oh, maybe like Mix, maybe Mixie isn't so bad." Mixie would be like, "And now I'll kill you all." <laughs> and I was like, "No, Mixie, we're all friends here. I love your little hat." <laughs> That is uh, typical for McShes Pitalik is that he is a uh, a little a little bit of a fifth dimensional prankster. He's kind of uh, playing with characters like Superman, but uh, he's actually very powerful, and I would argue the most powerful character in DC Comics. I, maybe it's a hot take. I don't know, Ooh, but I feel like I feel like uh, he's one of one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful. So um, I was glad to see him uh, put that little little hat on and become uber power he became more powerful he so could powerful. do things but he could do more things 
Oh, when he put the hat He on. had so many portals, portals everywhere. <laughs> he did have a lot of portals. <laughs> he, he was a, a master of illusion is what the Lois Lanes uh, 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 called him. Um, so there, there was a lot of talk about Mix as Pitalik here in this version. So he, he describes himself to Clark as an interdimensional peacekeeper. And he also says that he's charged with the safety of the multiverse. Do you think he's lying to Clark there? Or is there some truth to what he's talking about? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Do you I think, think he really he, is in charge of the I multiverse? I think he's lying. Like, I think he's lying. <laughs> pretty seriously lying. But who knows? That's the thing. Mixie's a little scamp. And yeah. uh, we never, we just never know when he's lying or telling the truth. So he, he remains mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, uh, the more accurate description that the League of Lois Lanes calls him is a chaos god. So that seems more in line with what he actually is and who he actually is. Um, so lots of uh, descriptions of Mixie here. And uh, so he knows a lot about Clark and Lois, this version of he Clark. Does. So he has at least been uh, through the multiverse a little bit. He, he does uh, know a lot about the different Superman of the multiverse. So I thought we could go through these really quickly. He rattles off several uh, so this one uh, that I've got an image up on the live stream of is, uh, let me find him. I think he's he's Earth-12, which I have questions about Earth-12. So he calls this one Earth-12, who looks like the Fleischer Superman to me. If anybody has any other thoughts of who this is supposed to be, another animated version of Superman, mm. like I have interest with Superman. Then we have... Uh, a Superman that looks a little bit to me like Super Friends Superman. Yeah, kind of. That's what I was thinking, too. Mixie calls him Earth 50. Then we have a more recent version of Superman, who is Earth 508, who is definitely Superman the Animated Series or uh, in the DCAU Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, that version of Superman. Um, so he I don't is, think I ever noticed like how snatched this Superman's waist is like <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn Superman <laughs> he's been uh, super working out he uh, sure has <laughs> so uh, so Superman the animated series is Earth 508 and then one I wasn't really sure about uh, which was a super yes, crab super crab uh, which the caption I like that it's a real crab it's like not animated <laughs> no, it's I didn't a... notice that it, it went so fast, I didn't notice that. That's hilarious. It does look like a real version, a real picture of a crab. Uh, the captioning for this episode calls him Weird Earth. So I don't know if that's <laughs> an actual Earth in the multiverse. Uh, but so uh, Mixie goes through all of these supermen. So the question I had about Earth-12 was also that, uh, let me see in my notes where I have all of this. So Earth-12 is what he calls the Fleischer Superman, but the League of Lois Lane say that uh, the Lois and Jimmy of the My Adventures with Superman Earth are on Earth-12. So I don't know exactly how hmm. they exist on Earth-12 and also the Fleischer Superman exists on Earth-12. I think, I think somebody got that wrong, and I'm not... I don't know... 
I feel like Mixie's not a reliable source. And, and, <laughs> True. And Lois, uh, the 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 Loises, they tend to check their their sources. You know, <laughs> they check to make their sure work. that they have their right information. They they all got a Pulitzer, you know, before they were twenty. So <laughs> <laughs> we know our version in uh, My Adventures of Superman is that she's slacking a little bit. Yes, and we will we will definitely be talking about the uh, League of Lois Lanes because I I happen to love this idea. I think this should be an idea that we continue to pursue in dc comics uh more <laughs> um but uh so what did you think about how uh so i know we're kind of skipping uh ahead to some things but um mixie gets uh put into custody again they they get the little mixie bowler hat off of him and they put him in custody um but jail doesn't take for him uh so he's still around so do you think we will see a mix mix as Pitalik again I think we might see Mixie again. I I appreciate it that even when Mixie got out of jail, broke free jail, uh, prison break style, uh, <laughs> that Mixie decided to visit Lois just to like sprinkle a little chaos on top of whatever was happening, and then be like, bye bye. <laughs> Maybe a new boyfriend's evil. See ya. <laughs> that is exactly Mixie. what he did. <laughs> so were you surprised? Because I was that they did not stop Mixie uh, by having him say his name backwards. I was. I kept waiting for it and waiting for it. And then it like never happened. And I was like, does somebody want to like accidentally say his name wrong or something? And they're like, what? His power. I don't know. I expected that that was how they were going to defeat him. Not like just taking his little hat off. Sure, that well, that works too. Listen, we all know my love of hats. We all know my love of Mister <laughs> oh, Hat. The Hat, yes, the Hat. Sorry, <laughs> I I made him a more formal Mister. <laughs> we all know the Hat and I are on a more informal kind of relationship. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like, okay, and then they're gonna defeat him by like saying his name backwards, and then they're like, it's just this little hat. I was like, oh, okay, we're that too. Yeah, yeah. When Superman says something about I have one last trick, I was like, oh, maybe it, maybe they're gonna pull it out, and then they didn't. Um, so I guess you really didn't have time to establish that that was the uh, way to defeat him. You kind of have to set that up uh, a yeah. little bit beforehand, so you can't just. Uh, I mean, he did get super powerful. Yeah, exactly. Though, yeah, he got powerful when he put the hat on, so it made sense that he would get less powerful when you take the hat off and they hadn't said anything about his name so yeah so maybe uh if he continues to show up on my adventures with superman which i would welcome i love mixie uh so i think maybe later on down they'll have to uh send him back for good uh, once the storyline is finished and uh and maybe that's when they'll do that but um i just i just hope they don't pull a, a like a supergirl season six where uh Nixley was around all season and it was like well you could just get a, get her to say her name back <laughs> yeah. and, and does you... any anybody want to even try it <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody did nobody did just once <laughs> <laughs> so i hope they make an effort uh with this show uh but we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens uh with mixie here but i was uh, not expecting him and uh i really enjoyed his appearance now i did have a question for you specifically morgan about mixie's uh, look. Do yeah, you, it was a little you, different. A little yeah. different than we're used to. Yeah, so what do, what do you think about uh, this uh, adaptation of this fifth dimensional imp? I, I thought this Mixie was so cute. Uh, 
<laughs> like a little creature. Um, yeah, no, I, I was surprised when Mixie popped up and did not look like Mixies that we've seen in the past. Um, because often they're like kind of, they're usually small, but usually they're like little old guys, like little old, <laughs> little old good, little old dudes. And uh, this Mixie was more like a, like a, like an alien creature almost yeah. like uh with the with the blue the blue skin and the, like the white hair felt mixy but yeah the the outfit was kind of different so i thought it was interesting I, I like that they keep doing different takes that are like they're comic book they're pretty comic book accurate but they're like just a little bit of a tweak to go with the sort of the theming of the show and so this version of Mixie looks like uh like he jumped out of uh any of the animes i watched as a child uh so i was like oh this feels great i love this yeah i was wondering if you thought it had an anime style to it because i even in my limited (laughs) even in my limited anime watching i thought it did uh mind the gap in the chat says it uh very it's very dragon ball z inspired like supreme kai and uh let's see carrie johnson in the chat says if you remember thundercats 2011 mixie looks like Wily Cat and uh, I guess Wily Cat. Um, so some people are kind of uh, 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 comparing him to other versions that uh, have an anime sort of style or leaning to or inspiration from. Uh, Brian in the chat also wonders, did Mixie have tiny fangs? It kind of looks like he does. does I don't know yeah. if those are just teeth, uh, like prominent teeth, but it sort of looks like he does. Now, I do have a question about his look. So he's got the green necklace is it a necklace do you think think it it looks like a pearl it almost looks like a green pearl necklace i thought that was an interesting choice yeah uh yeah it looks like a a big necklace um that he's that mixie is wearing in this yeah so um definitely a kind of reminded me of like in anime sometimes they'll have like monk characters wearing these like big like beads um they're kind of like I, I just looked it up and I guess it's, they're like, you know, like Buddhist prayer beads or something ah. similar. So I was wondering if that was the kind of anime influence style that they were going for. Um, because sometimes the animes will like have them be comically large, even though obviously <laughs> they're like necklace size on like normal people out in the world. Uh, but they'll be like, no, the giant beads. So I'm and and, and his outfit does kind of have like a little bit of a like wandering monk kind of feel to it uh so i wondered if that was kind of what their the inspiration was i like that i think that is a a really different take on uh mixie and i think that's very appropriate for the uh the aesthetic that they are going for electro wwf in the chat says the green thing might just be the thing that holds his cape so it might have uh, multiple reasons for being there but i like your uh your take morgan about uh the monk uh, look to him. So do you have any other thoughts about Mixie before we move on? I just really liked this version of Mixie. Uh, he was a scamp. He was getting in all kinds of trouble. He was kind of bonding with them a little bit and then would immediately turn and betray them. <laughs> like class, like chef's kiss, classic mix. Yizpilic uh, activities, even though they didn't pronounce it quite that way. But I never pronounce it the same every time I say it. So <laughs> yeah, I, it, I it's like it mix it up. It's, it's good. To, 
it's good to mix it up. Oh, when you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed uh, this mixy. Definitely different from what I've been used to, but I thought he had the spirit of mixes, Pitalik, um, even though it was not pronounced the way I would have done. Um, and I liked that he had he had a reason to be there. Like everything uh, was in place for the story so he uses superman because he doesn't have the strength to get into the earth prime space and superhero museum uh where the green lantern lantern is where uh, mr terrific i think has one of his weapons in there dr fate's helmets in there the cosmic rods in there the legion flight rings in there but he's going after of all those things he could have taken the cosmic rod or the legion flight ring but he goes in there to steal lois prime's recorder uh, because he needs the hidden key to the League of Lois Lane's uh, headquarters vault uh, to get his hat. So I, I liked that everything he was doing story-wise was leading to the next piece of his strategy to get his hat back so he could regain his power. So I, I, I always appreciate that when when a story has all the pieces together like they're not leaving something out they're not doing anything randomly at all it has intention behind it um and so i really appreciated that about this uh version of mixie okay we've talked about multiple versions of superman um so what did you think about the uh league of lois lanes the League of Lois. I thought that the the concept of the League of Loises was so funny. Uh, we've obviously watched a bunch of stuff that includes multiverses. And I I really liked this version of the multiverse where like all the Loises have found each other. Uh, and they're all, you know, type A overachievers. Uh, and so, and so they, they've made our Lois feel pretty bad about herself. And I, 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 I like that there's like the one like cyberpunk Lois. There's, yeah, there's one that has like a cyber arm, like a robotic yeah, arm. Yeah. What, ha- what happened to that Lois? I want to know everything about cyberpunk Or is Lois. that, or is that Lewis Lane? One of them was a Lewis. Oh, I don't know, there, I don't know which there one was, was which. a Lewis. There was a Lewis Lane. I don't remember where where Lewis was, but Cyberpunk Lois was my favorite. Cyberpunk Lois was like, yeah, let's just let's shoot at everything. Cyberpunk <laughs> Lois was not, you know, digging into things or asking any questions. Uh, yeah, I thought that the idea of a whole league of of Loises was just so fun. Yeah, I really liked uh, even the co- like I don't I shouldn't say costume. Their suits. Their yeah. face suits um, have an L on the front, like the like the light blue part of it makes an L. Um, so I really enjoyed that they had their sort of own insignia because brand uh, insignia because you know branding is important. So I'm glad that they've been able to uh, do that and, and create create their own logo in the multiverse. But yeah, they were mean to her. They uh, uh, to our version, our uh, my adventures with Superman, Lois, uh, because. Uh, they they said something about how uh, so the League of Lois Lanes is founded by Lois Prime, the first Lois to discover the multiverse, that they protect every dimension, and that they recruit only the best Loises to help. And I, 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 I wondered, are there bad Lois Lanes? And so, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we like, spoiler alert, but we find out 
by the end that there are, are some bad Superman, uh, yeah. Superman. So I wonder if there are some some bad Lois Lanes. Like maybe there are some universes where Superman and Lois both went Ooh, bad. Yeah, it could be, and it could also be that maybe they're just not up to par to these Loises because uh, <laughs> they say that their recruitment is usually after the Lois's first Pulitzer and around her twenty first birthday. But our my adventures with Superman, Lois Lane, who apparently is on uh earth 12 the same as uh as uh i guess the fleischer superman uh she she is 23 years old so she's two years behind on getting the pulitzer and uh the the main the main lois of the league says that uh our lois that we've been following is not league material and mixie even calls uh my adventures of with superman's lois uh, uh, participation trophy lois so uh People are really not giving this Lois any credit uh, for, for, for for things she's been doing. Uh, so I did feel bad for her, even though uh, Mixie seemed to change his tune and he called her fun Lois by the end of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I like this concept of the League of Lois Lanes, and I would love a whole comic book series on this. I think that would be great. Uh, being able to incorporate uh, past Lois Lanes that we've had and maybe Lois Lanes that we haven't had from different Earths. Because in the show, they um, they showed a, a, a prime Lois who I wondered what... I It sort of looked like the Fleischer Lois Lane in one of them. Yeah. Um, and, they, and then they went down like a hall of Loises. And there was definitely a Dana Delaney Lois Lane from Superman the Animated Series. Yeah, I noticed her, like, right away. So I wondered if they were um, honoring and paying homage to the animated versions of Superman, which I thought was really cool to to, uh, look back at the legacy of uh, Superman and animation. I thought that was really neat. So um, I really enjoyed the idea of the League of Lois Lanes, so... Uh, yeah, Mind the Gap uh, says she looks like Fleischer's Lois Lane, and and Mark in the chat says uh, maybe there was a Phyllis Coates in there, so it could have been, um, but uh, people were wondering who the Lois Prime was supposed to be, so it could be a Lois that we've seen before in a Superman story, or maybe it's a Earth Prime Lois's just one they've made up for the show, because uh, they had several Lois's in the Hall of Hall of Lois, I guess, um, <laughs> that that I didn't recognize. Uh, so I think they were also kind of having fun with making up new Lois. Yeah, they were like, ooh, how about this Lois? How about that? Because a couple of them were like immediately familiar to me. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then as they got, she got further and further down the hall, I was like, I don't know that Lois. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think know they, her. <laughs> I think they were having fun creating new ones. But um, I definitely would want more from uh, the League of Lois Lane. So I'm glad that they're here. Uh, they did have their own spaceship which had the purple because lois i i i I intentionally wore purple because lois uh, purple is a very lois lane color for this live stream uh but purple was on the outside of the league's uh, spaceship uh they also the inside of the league of lois lane's spaceship i thought looked like the legion cruiser from the legion of superheroes especially on the supergirl tv series uh, so it looked very futuristic inside, although they don't seem to, well, I guess they have a couple of chairs. They got maybe three chairs, but I feel like they're just walking around that ship a lot. Um, so it's not a very inviting ship. It looks like they're all business. They just sit down at their desks and do their thing, but they don't have a a lot of <laughs> decoration. There's no plants. There's yeah, no, they, yeah. They, haven't, they haven't really like, you know, liven the place up or anything. Yeah, you would think uh, they might decorate a little bit. Um, but, uh, so this, uh, League of Lois Lanes 
tells, I mean, they have an interesting conversation with Lois because they are skeptical of uh, the Clark and the Superman that we've been following with my adventures with Superman, um, I guess, because they've had maybe some run-ins with some maybe bad Superman. So um, what do you, what do you make of that Morgan? Do you think we're going to be seeing some sort of story that culminates into an evil Superman? I don't know. That made me really in that made me like intrigued about what they're where they're going with that. Cause our version of Superman in this in this show doesn't still doesn't know a lot about like his identity. He doesn't know who 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 is who is he? Who, who is who, he? Who, who am he? I? Who is who, he? Who, who is, is Superman? He even? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, it really struck me in this episode how little he knows because he doesn't even know that kryptonite is like bad for him. Um, but the, the league of Lois lanes did, but the league of Lois lane. And sure Mixie did. did. Yeah. And Mixie was like, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Mixie like bounced out of there, but was like, before he left. Uh, so I do wonder like what they're setting up. I'm, I, I suspect that our Superman isn't going to go bad, but this is like going to throw another wrench in like the Superman and Lois relationship because she was just like feeling really good. He's not lying. He's telling the truth. Right. Like, they had a great date where they like saved the world and like, <laughs> and they got coffee at the end of it, which was fun. Uh, and she's feeling pretty good about all things considered. And then suddenly it was like, well, you know, in a couple, in a couple different universes, he went evil. Bye. <laughs> so I'm wondering how that's going to like impact their relationship moving forward. Is she going to tell Clark that, you know, he's evil in some of these universes? I don't know. I'm interested to see where that goes. I suspect that we'll maybe meet another like evil Kryptonian by the end of the season. And that little sliver of kryptonite will come in handy, but uh, I could be wrong. Oh, that's an interesting theory that maybe it, maybe it won't be our Clark or Superman who goes evil, but maybe another uh, evil Superman from another uh, multiverse universe maybe will show up. I think that's a good uh, a good thought. Uh, so we'll see how that is. But I thought it was interesting that she. Our, our Lois that we've been following, she believes that Clark is a is a good guy and he's a hero and he's been doing great things. And so for these <laughs> cynical Lois Lanes to come in and sort of ruin that for her, I, 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 I sort of hated it. I was like, I know, I, I was mean, like, they're I just mean, having a good time. Leave him alone. I mean, I didn't hate the story. I just like I felt for for that Lois to like have that put on her. To where now I wonder if she's going to be skeptical of Clark and maybe watching him in a different, like seeing him in a different way or seeing, seeing his actions in a different light. Uh, but one of the things I thought was great about this, uh, this Lois Lane is that she, even at the beginning of the episode, she wants to get Clark uh, a present. You know, she, you know, he's planning the date and she wants to give him a gift and the thing that she can offer him are is is answers uh and so she wants to use her talents as an investigator to figure out where he comes from what what he's all about um so i think that her leaning into that investigation hopefully will give her some answers about uh what she saw in that file uh, i did notice that the file was called superman file x and there is a superman x who was in the Legion of Superheroes animated TV series? He was basically the Monel of, oh. of that show, so he was like another Superman. So that I wonder thing. if we will. I wonder if we will meet a Superman X uh, character uh, at the mm. end. So I wonder if they will will call him Superman X. So that could be interesting. 
Uh, any other thoughts about the, I guess w- what we could mention. So there's two things, we, <laughs> the two things that we need to mention while we talk about the league of Lois Lanes. So the first one is that it's not just Lois Lanes who are in the league of Lois. No, Lanes. we, we find we, out. We got ourselves a friend, flame bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's still looping. I'm sorry. Um, so, so yes, we get to meet another flame bro. Uh, I think it was Jelena Olson. So apparently Olsons are also <laughs> invited to be in the league of Lois Lane. So good. So what did you think about uh, Jimmy getting to meet uh, Jelena here? I really liked, I really liked that Jimmy got his own version of like an alternate universe, uh, Olsen and, uh, that, that this alternate universe Olsen is also like super into like creatures and conspiracy (laughs) theories. And she's like, hold on, you are not going to believe the things that I have seen. And that when that moment where she's showing them a list of all of her like creatures and she talks about Comet, I lost my mind. I was like, (laughs) she actually does name him she calls him comet and she talks about him as a telepathic horse um so uh, i appreciated it that jimmy asked her to set that up he asks her what's the coolest thing you've seen yeah and she mentions the telepathic and it's horse. comic yeah i love i love that comet is the coolest thing that she's seen i also love that there, there, are, the, there are these like beautiful photos of like her like like a forehead to forehead with comet like telepathically <laughs> communicating and i was like this is this is beautiful art really is paintings of horses uh i thought that was so so good. Uh, I just, I really liked the way that they slipped in the comet reference overall. It was, it was so good. And now I feel like they've set it up so that we know comets out there. Comets out there in some universe. You can't just throw him out there and not have him appear on the show. I feel like that is a disservice. Rachel in the chat says, I screamed at my computer screen when she said comet. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I was like, no, they're not giving us everything we wanted. <laughs> it's pretty close. I mean, we're, we're we're checking off some boxes here. Um, so the people writing this show know what they are talking about. They are um, very knowledgeable about the DC Comics lore and super Superman mythology. Comet is He's basically a horse uh, man who is associated with Supergirl, but he he's also part of the Superman family and the the Legion of Super Pets. So uh, I I think the fact that they are aware of these things tells me that uh, somebody writing for this show has been doing their homework. Uh, yeah, Electra WWF says I knew you guys would love the <laughs> Comet reference. We are big Comet the super horse super fans here on Supergirl radio. So uh, I'm just glad that somebody recognizes him as uh, the coolest thing uh, that we've ever seen. Uh, well, oh, cool. Um, it, cool or, you know, sometimes he's a little, hmm, I don't know what to think about this, but usually very cool. <laughs> he's usually a very good boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to read a, a good story with comment, the super horse, uh, check out a uh, Supergirl woman of tomorrow. Uh, he's also in the Peter David run pretty predominantly and uh, the Silver Age uh, in the action comics I- issues. He uh, plays a, a pretty big role. He's in a lot of issues in the Silver Age of Supergirl. So definitely check uh, Comet out there in the comics. Um, OK, so we've established the League of Lois Lanes. We know that the Olsons are in it and they are uh, seeing cool things like a telepathic horse. 
now, I guess the thing that uh, we haven't really uh, touched on here, uh, which was kind of the setup for the whole episode, is that Clark and Lois were going to go on a date. So I was curious, Morgan, what did you think about uh, Clark's planning process for that? He was very excited about it. He was all over it. Uh, he maybe should have spent that time like sleeping because he looked pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing like a the conspiracy board, like connecting things with like red string. And he did have a string theory looking apartment. But just... you would think that he was like, you know, breaking like a major story or a major case, but he was like, no, then we will go here. Then we will go to dinner and afterwards coffee. And I was like, this is, I mean, you seem to have spent like a really long time on this date plan, but like, it sounds pretty normal date. So like, what were you spending all that time doing? <laughs> He's like, then we'll do this. Then we'll do that. Then we'll do that. I was like, yeah, but those are all pretty like normal date things. That's like an hour on your computer Googling, like where to go on dates in Metropolis. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you needed all of this. Also, I feel like Rachel makes a very good point in the chat. Who drinks coffee at night? Like, why was the coffee at the end of the day? Like, yes, it's 9 p.m. We're going to go for a like a, a nice coffee that's going to keep us up all night. <laughs> well, when you go to, you know, a nice restaurants at the end of a meal, they might offer you coffee uh, to, you know, to wrap up your meal. So maybe that was part of it. But it seemed like on this date they were going to dinner and then going to get coffee. So it didn't seem to be part of the dinner. Um, I did think it was interesting. They were going to go check out the cherry blossoms at seven o'clock. Uh, they were going to, uh, Clark said there were swans that were going to take flight at seven 45. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was, <laughs> that was a very intricate detail that he had. He yeah. Planned out. <laughs> so he had it all planned out. So how do you know exactly when the swans were going to take flight? So I feel like he's probably spent some time with swans up in the air is my guess. Like, oh. Maybe he knows. I mean, I know when what the... if he, what if he can telepathically communicate <laughs> with the swans and he's like, when, when are you guys planning on going home? <laughs> like around 745? <laughs> so you don't have to be Superman to know this. I've, I've uh, amateurly <laughs> been studying the Canada geese uh, that uh, oh. uh, uh, operate and they, I don't know that they live in my neighborhood, but they at least uh, eat their meals and swim in my neighborhood <laughs> uh, because I live uh, near a lake. And so I know that around seven o'clock they go eat breakfast, they eat some grass. And then after they eat, they go for a little swim. And then about, I don't know, six or seven o'clock, they fly home to wherever they live. So I just see them flying over my house. So I kind of know the schedule of the geese. So I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility that Clark would have tracked the, the swans. <laughs> it makes sense. So maybe he's been studying. Maybe he's an avid birder. Uh, so uh, I'll, I will I will assume you, that you he, he know. knows, <laughs> knows a lot about uh, the birds. Uh, Brian makes a good point. Maybe uh, that was an homage to Kurt Swan, who is a very famous, one of the most famous Superman artists in DC Comics. Uh, if if you would to if you were to ask a an expert Superman fan who was one of the best uh, artists to draw uh, Superman, oh. they, would they would probably mention Kurt Swan. Um, Electra WWF <laughs> also says Canada geese are evil. Uh, you ha you have no idea how violent those little buggers can get. Oh, I do. I've been hissed at many times. I don't know. If you, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you know, but uh, Canada geese can hiss. And they do not like it when you are around the goslings. They do not like it when you oh, are close uh -oh. to their babies. Uh, the more you know about <laughs> Canada geese. <laughs> they are uh, they are uh, bossy and they're mean. 
but I love them. Um, okay, so is there anything else about this episode of My Adventures with Superman, uh, Kiss Kiss Fallen Portal that you would like to mention? I'm trying to think. I really, I really liked this episode. Again, I've been just enjoying every single one. And I think this show is so good at leaving every episode on a cliffhanger that like makes me want to immediately watch the next episode, which is, I feel like kind of in the streaming age when everything is getting like dumped on platforms, like 15 episodes here, watch it or don't watch it. You know, I, I think there's like a, an art that's being lost of like the cliffhanger, yes. uh, which was the thing that made people want to come back and watch your show again next week. And this show has it perfectly. Like every episode, ha- like not every episode ends on like an annoying cliffhanger, but like this one again, like what, what does she do with the kryptonite? What does she do with the information that some of these supermen are evil? And I, I immediately was like, where's the next episode? <laughs> so I think that they're doing a really good job of like keeping the audience like involved and engaged. Yeah. Those cliffhangers have been pretty good. I also was like, Oh, what is Lois doing with kryptonite? Uh, that cannot be good. Cause this Superman, I don't, I think he's been hit with kryptonite before he was hit with kryptonite in this uh, episode. Yeah, definitely this episode. I was trying to remember if he'd been hit with it before. Uh, so he knows he knows that something can harm him, but I don't know if he knows like what it is. He didn't know about Krypton until this episode. Uh, Mixie sort of let it slip to him that he was from Krypton, and Superman was like, "What is that? Where I'm from? I don't I don't know." Uh, so maybe this will um, also further uh, the investigation into who is he and where he's from. Uh, So he's starting to get a few little pieces of that. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode so much. Uh, I would um, love to see the League of Lois Lanes show up again. I hope that um, our participation trophy Lois, our fun Lois, I hope she gets um, their respect sooner than later. I I hope that they uh, come back and treat her well because I think she held her own against Mixie. Um, So I think she deserves to be there in the League of Lois Lanes. Um, so, and, uh, Mixie was great. I'm very excited that he is in the show and causing chaos and, uh, becoming <laughs> a problem for Superman. Um, so that's a really, uh, fun addition to an already great, uh, TV show. And I just, I know that I talk about it every time we talk about this show, but I just love when Jimmy Olsen gets to indulge in the weird things that he was always confident existed but now he's getting proof of it there were some delightful jimmy moments in this episode where he um he he went to uh clark's spaceship and he saw the obelisks and oh my god was, yes he, he was and like he was, uh, just ho- uh, holding on to them as they spun around <laughs> and he was like this is the greatest day of my life <laughs> so <laughs> i in the background that is so funny because it made me think back to like the first episode of the series where i was like i don't know about this version of jimmy and now i'm like i would die for him <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell him about Comet. (laughs) (laughs) So he is uh, continuing to uh, be probably my favorite character on the show. I just, I enjoy him so much. I also Um, like uh, when the one Lois was like, whenever we find, find out who let that gorilla and that big brain out, (laughs) like we're going to get him. And he was like, I have no idea about any of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> why why do you care i don't know why you're bringing this up this is nothing to do with us um, so yeah this has been uh another good episode of my adventures with superman and i did want to point out because Electra wwf uh said in the chat fun fact kiss kiss fall in love is the theme song to an older popular anime show so it's Ooh. possible the title of the episode is a nod to that that's an interesting thought i kind of thought about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I think is another. It's a oh movie. yeah, that's what that's what I initially thought they were referencing, but um, given all the anime references, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a twofer in this case. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably more in line with it. Um, so I think that they're um, there. That's probably what that is referring to. Um, so I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm glad we could talk about it. Well, I guess uh, uh, in going through our thoughts, we uh, now need to go into some thoughts from our listeners. So Morgan, would you like to uh, guide us through the listener feedback that we have? Yeah, definitely. I wanted to bring... Ooh. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to bring up this comment from Mind the Gap who said um, the uh, the title was from an anime called Orin High School Host Club, apparently. But is, I, that, is that a TV show? Is that a, I don't I know what that is. I think it's a TV show. I'm pretty sure. I've, I feel like I've heard that name before. Um, it's probably also a manga. That's usually how those things go, though. Uh, is they're it, usually it, yeah. a comic and then it gets adopted into a TV it is, show. It is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Bisco Hattori. Uh, uh, Electra, Electra WWF says and it's an anime TV show. Yeah. And a manga. And a manga, of course. Yeah. They always like, they they usually adapt it one way or the other. So it's usually I think, a pretty good, uh, uh, pretty good call that it's one or both. I like that they're able to uh, do a, a good job of handling both the DC Comics stuff, but also adding in the animated um, portions of it and, and gelling those in a way that seem, seem seamless. So yeah. I, I've been really impressed with that. It's been working really well. And as somebody who like grew up on a lot of watching a lot of anime, reading a lot of manga, it's like. I, I love the little the little references that they have to things, just like the art style and all of that. Um, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel like you're getting hit in the face with it all the time. And it works so well with all the DC stuff, which like obviously they're pulling out some deep DC lore. We got Mixie already. We got, we got a comet reference. <laughs> we also got a reference to the 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 news news the news kitchen. Yeah, the newsboy legion. Yep. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, we've gotten to see a lot of DC lore so far. Okay, so uh, maybe we should hit some emails. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I was I didn't want to I didn't want to interrupt the graphics. So uh, oh no, no, just go ahead and read okay. it. I'll get okay. it. I know you're good. Whoops. <laughs> now we're gonna get to the emails uh, <laughs> and not interrupt the beautiful graphic. Uh, so we uh, have an email from Mark who writes uh, regarding the episode from a few weeks ago. 
and the stairwell uh, sewing circle in our uh, uh, shirt sleeve scene, I wanted to point out that not only were Clark and Lois missing their jackets, but it seemed like the animator spent some extra time detailing uh, Lois's anatomy, i.e. when she turned toward the stairs, they really accentuated her butt. Uh, speaking as someone who spent uh, a year as a 12-year-old boy, they're making this cartoon major crush material. <laughs> well, Lois, this Lois in this cartoon is very cute, I will say. Uh, I will agree with you, Mark. Uh, as uh, Mark goes on to say, as for this week, Lois is 23 years old and she's still an intern. That's got to be soul crushing. But that doesn't excuse the le uh, Legion of Lois's from being so mean to her. Yeah, it seems like she should be like uh, entry level. Yeah, entry level by now. Like, I yeah. want to know what the intern situation is like. Are they being paid? I hope they're being paid. It doesn't seem like they're doing this for like college credit. Yeah, because they don't seem to be going to college. That no, seen, no, so. I, we've we've never seen them show up for a class. Now, having watched a lot of like high school like uh, TV shows, they never do go to class. That's yeah. a that's a thing you should know about high school is you just don't have to go. Uh, <laughs> and college is the same from what I've seen from television. But it, it they never talk about like oh I got to study. So it doesn't seem it seems like they've already graduated. So why aren't they just yeah why aren't they just entry level? uh employees at this point that's are, a great question are they being paid unionized <laughs> <laughs> let's see was there more to oh no so mark's email that was the end of mark's email so it we was. also have an email from daryl who writes quote like lois i'm pretty upset at clark for letting his lies get so far that she felt she had to jump off a building to get to the mm -hmm. truth out of him jerk move clark I understand Lois being upset, but it feels like it barely lasts very long before they are starting over. My favorite iterations of Lois have always been the ones who know the truth. Me too. Uh, a Lois that uh, Clark can't lie to and gaslight. The gorilla, who I think uh, was Monsieur Mala, and the brain have been <laughs> in DC animation going back to the original Teen Titans show on Cartoon Network. Oh, that's good to know. I did not know that. So thank you, Daryl. Uh, Daryl also writes, I think the reason Jimmy already knew is because the minds behind the show know the real drama is from Lois, from Lois finding out. It's no big deal to reveal that Jimmy knows, but Lois finding out is where the real plot is. And Daryl ends his email saying, if either of you watch Harley Quinn on Max, which I believe you do, Morgan, I do not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are you current on Harley I Quinn? I'm not current. Um, I think they released a new season recently that I have not yet watched. Okay. All right. So uh, Daryl is going to let us know something. Uh, Daryl says, <laughs> you will be happy to know that Kara is now on the show. What? Play playing an optometrist of all things. <laughs> I, I love it. Amazing. I love it because so often she is referred to as a female Superman. Who knew it would be the Harley Quinn show that would truly put her on a separate path from her cousin uncle that is very different that is a very different but how did she get into opt optometry so, i have so many questions i gotta catch up so just just so i'm clear optometry is like eye eye stuff I, I like stuff. eye doctors yeah like an eye doctor so why how does that in any way i mean i guess supergirl does have supervision she's got eyes so she's, she's got all one. she's she got all eyes. the visions she's got heat vision she's got telescopic vision uh so she's got super vision oh mark in the chat says i think it was actually an ophthalmologist 
Ophthalmology. Uh, I'm trying to remember what ophthalmology uh, is. I'm going to look what's that up. The, what's the difference? Uh, it's okay. an eye care specialist. Unlike optometrists, uh, ophthalmologists are doctors of medicine or doctors of osteopathy who have specific training and experience diagnosing and treating eye and vision conditions. That doesn't really answer as many questions as I thought it would. <laughs> Different kind of eye doctor, basically. Uh, I still don't think it makes any sense, but maybe it uh, adds up more when you see the episode in context. Um, yeah. It seems like the context is that Harley has bad night vision in one surgery, so Cara is the doctor. <laughs> so random i can't wait to dive into this catch up and understand more about what's happening there yeah maybe we should do an episode of supergirl on the harley quinn uh t the animated tv show uh because i would be a little bit insulted for my eye doctor to have perfect vision yeah right <laughs> I, I would be like uh, you're judging me for not having good vision uh because yours is just so flawless i would be and and actually more powerful than anybody else's vision on earth i would be very intimidated to go to a doctor like that but that's just me uh, i want my eye doctor to have a little bit of less than 2020 vision just to make me feel better about my uh uh, my bad eyesight. Um, so I guess we'll have to keep an eye on that uh, episode and we'll see if she maybe let us know, Daryl, she hops on uh, more episodes of Harley Quinn. We'll have to try to keep track of Kara on that show. Well, we don't currently have any snap judgments, but I can probably uh, make yeah. some up if you want to <laughs> attempt them. Yeah, sure. We can we can do maybe so maybe there'll be some in the chat. I yeah. don't know. If you have snap judgments you want us to make, uh, we didn't <laughs> come prepared, but we will still try to play a game. So drop your snap judgments in the chat if you would like uh, to play along. Give us two choices to choose from and uh, we will make them. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, so here's my snap judge, uh, judgment for you, Morgan. If you were Lois Lane, okay. which which uh, which aspect of Clark's perfect date would you be more excited about? Would you be uh, more excited about the uh, swans taking flight? Sure. Or the 15-minute romantic rooftop view? Ooh, that's a great question. Because I feel like you can go to a roof anytime. And all you're really seeing are buildings. <laughs> but a majestic swan <laughs> taking off at the exact moment you expect. That, that is amazing. If he's like, he was like, listen, it's gonna, they're going to take off at 745. I'd be like, first of all. That is strange to know. But then <laughs> if they then took off exactly at 745, it, it would change everything for me, to be honest. I'd be like, how did you know that? <laughs> what don't you know? You know, I'd be so oh, yeah. honestly, that's that's really how you bag me is to uh, to tell me exactly when a swan is going to take flight. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this guy's got it all figured out. So <laughs> I'm going swan. Would it make a difference if, if the swan was taking off from like the ground level or if the ground mm. if the swan was taking off from I guess most swans would probably take off maybe like from a lake. I'm thinking it's from a lake. Like, like in think, my 
in my mind, it's like a lake or like a beautiful pond. And they yeah. like take flight, like the sun's coming down. It's like a, just a beautiful moment. It's majestic, yeah. Majestic, even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big Lynx fans. I would probably also go swans because uh, I feel like uh, my uh, acrophobia, my sort of developing fear of heights that I have, probably wouldn't be great for the rooftop view although you're with superman so if you did fall off a building i guess you're fine. you're pretty safe you're, you're almost you're as safe as you can be on a rooftop <laughs> if you're gonna fall off a rooftop it's best to do it with superman um so i would uh i think i would uh i'm a big birder too i i'm I'm not a bird expert. I can't tell you about their calls. I'm not really good about spotting them while they're in the air, but I do love birds and I'm fascinated by them. So I think I would uh, go with the swan as well. Have I ever told you about the board game that I love that is bird themed? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with a, a board game and it, I... I call it the bird game so much or like, Hey, let's play birds that I don't remember. What <laughs> it's actually yeah, I had to just look it up. It's called wingspan. And it's like, you, you kind of like, you win from various different ways, but the birds have points on them. Like the cards have points on them and you have to lay eggs and you have to lay what? eggs on the cards. Yes. And you have to get food. And if you don't have enough food, you can't build a bird. This it's is whole, amazing. It's a whole thing. I, I brought it over my, my friends recently and they're like not big board game people. And I was like, it's honestly less confusing than it looks, but the eggs are important. So you <laughs> do have to remember to lay eggs. And they were like, are you okay? And I was like, this is my favorite game. So, <laughs> so and, and this goes out to anyone else who's like, yeah, I love Wingspan or like even knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Birds are amazing. <laughs> if we could find a way to play it, I think we should do that first Supergirl radio game night. Yeah. <laughs> there, so, so, okay. There, I'm just putting it out there that there, there is an app. It oh. is functional because sometimes when we're too lazy to get out the board game, Mike and I will just play from opposite ends of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so we could probably, uh, Let, we could figure it out. <laughs> we could probably pull up a, another camera to uh, be like a, a smartphone camera over the live stream. And see, can you play with each other? Like, can you play? Yeah. Like against the other. same, the same game game through the app. Yeah, same game through the app. Oh. It's so like you're you're playing against each other. Mike just messaged me from the other room. Yeah, wingspan. Because uh, <laughs> he heard me talking about it. Uh, but yeah, you can you can play in the same game with like you know whoever. You can like hook up accounts and and play against each other. We're gonna have to play the bird game. I'm very but, intrigued. Okay. <laughs> the last thing I'm gonna tell you about the bird game, and then and then I'm gonna get. <laughs> the last thing I need to tell you about about this bird game is that each each card has with it a bird fact on it. At the oh, bottom. amazing! So as as you were playing the game, you are learning facts about birds. So oh my gosh. when I put the cards down, I like to read the bird fact at the bottom just so everyone knows, you know, what I'm dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited about this. I'm going to definitely have to check it's this out. It's later. amazing. <laughs> um, Mark in the chat asks, uh, Rebecca, do you have the Merlin app? I do have the Merlin app. I haven't gotten it to work real well. The Merlin benefits of the Merlin app are that you can record bird calls out in the wild and it's supposed to be able to tell you what. Ooh. Sometimes I've gotten it to work, but if you have a lot of birds in the same area kind of talking to each other, it doesn't know what to do. It needs like isolated bird calls. Um, but I use more so the iNaturalist app. So if you want to identify plants, animals, uh, 
fungi, uh, lichen, uh, it even will identify like uh, what they call scat in the woods, which is basically animal poop. It can identify animals from the poop. Uh, so iNaturalist is what I use. It's a free app. It uses artificial intelligence to uh, you take a photo of something and then you upload it to the app and it uses AI to kind of help you identify what the thing is. So I use I use that more than Merlin because you can yeah. identify birds that way too. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I see there's a snap judgment in the chat. Okay. This is from Mark who says, you're going to have a daughter and have to pick one of these names for her. Which do you choose? The brain <laughs> or Fleur de Lis? <laughs> Knowing that Fleur de Lis, by the way, has some maybe some baggage on it. <laughs> so if you're a first time Supergirl Radio listener <laughs> or viewer, um, there is a longstanding Supergirl Radio mythology around the fictional character of Fleur de Lis uh, written by uh, our, our a famous Supergirl Radio listener, uh, Anna, who uh, was a masterful snap judgment writer. And uh, really created a, a choose-your-own-adventure with Fleur de Lis. We got, we got deep down in the lore of Fleur de Lis. <laughs> Fleur de Lis was an assassin, but she kind of overcame her murderous ways. There's a lot of hardship in her story, a lot of setbacks. But you know what? She overcame. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it was so inspirational. And she, she often protected us and only sometimes killed. And that was important. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mystery around Fleur de Lis. So I guess, so I like the idea of, of the Fleur de Lis connection, but are you, are you welcoming tragedy into your life? That's, see, that's a big question. I think that's a question that you've got to ask yourself before you answer. <laughs> it's like the baggage of Fleur de Lis too much. <laughs> but are you then putting... Uh, expectations on your daughter by calling her the brain what if what if she's not a good student like what what is it supposed to be ironic that she's not a great <laughs> student but you call her like, the brain like like when you when you name a big dog tiny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like are you setting her up to fail because the expectations are just too high the expectations are going to be pretty high when you name your daughter the brain <laughs> I guess I'm going to go with Fleur de Lis because I do uh, try to speak uh, French when I can. And uh, we just have a, a real uh, long history with Fleur de Lis. So I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go with Fleur de Lis here. I got to go with Fleur de Lis, too. She feels like an old friend. I, I, I like her. I like her story of gumption. So <laughs> while there is a lot of tragedy, there is also a lot of uh persevering over adversity for Fleur's story. Um, yes. So it looks like we have another snap judgment. So mind the gap asks snap judgment. Are there other Supergirl radio podcasts in the multiverse? Yes or no. I would like to think so. I would be curious uh, what they talk about. Do they have the same running jokes that we do? What if they're like almost the same, but the, just like a little bit different? <laughs> <laughs> what if they What if they hated Snapper Car or, or Director oh, Bones? Oh, my God. <laughs> what if they had some really bad takes? What if they were like, oh, my God, thank God they never did Turtle Boy Jimmy Olsen. That would have <laughs> oh, no. been terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> or what if, like Mark in the chat says, the Earth 2 Supergirl Radio <gasps> is hosted by Teresa oh! and Carly Lane. Well, there's definitely a version that is that, for sure. <laughs> like 100%. That's like the path not taken Supergirl Radio. <laughs> I love it. I bet they would have a great podcast. I would listen to it. Um, so that is delightful. Uh, I would like, uh, maybe, maybe we could have a, uh, a like an, another, another earth super radio sometime where we just let, Ooh. I mean, we've kind of already had listeners like sort of podcast an episode for us, but not totally, not totally. Just yeah. like, guess we, just give, we just give it over. <laughs> We just let somebody do the whole thing. We just take a week off. Well, I, think we're, I think we're pitching this because we're tired, but like we're trying to present it as like a fun idea that everybody, what if we didn't do anything for a week? <laughs> what if you just did all? What if you, the listener, just did your own podcast? How would you like that? <laughs> um, it would be great, I think. Uh, I love it. So, uh, so thank you for all of your snap judgments. Uh, I think it's going to take us out of here. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right. Well, I think we need to get to some Supergirl Radio and some DZ TV podcast plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV podcast also has a T public store. So if you are in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T public store link at the top of the page. Now see here, Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you want to listen to other shows, we've got The Flash Podcast, Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, The Lituation Room, DC on HBO Max Podcast, Stargirl Podcast, Superman and Lois Radio, Green Lantern Podcast, The Sandman Podcast, DC TV After Dark, and Justice League Dark Podcast. And we have some designs related to a Kiss Kiss Fallen Portal in the DC TV podcast T Public Store that we would love to suggest. Yeah, if you want a pillow that has Mixed Pitalic on it, you can get that. You can also get designs <laughs> that have Elseworlds on it. So if you want to dive into the uh, the multiverse with the League of Lois Lanes, you can get a, a, a sticker or a t-shirt or a sweatshirt, a hoodie uh, of Elseworlds on it. So we have uh, some really cool designs in the DC TV podcast T Public Store. If you would like to check it out and uh, get some new merch for yourself, I uh, picked up some new things that I'm going to be wearing to Dragon Con in a couple of weeks. I'm nice. very excited about it. So love the T Public store. That's just, 
I, you know, I, I'm sure that sounds very biased, but I really do enjoy <laughs> the, some good stuff. I <laughs> enjoy the designs in the tea public uh, space. Uh, we would also like to thank our legion of super sponsors for supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. These people are Michael and Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny, Majuba, and Lingenberry. If you would like to also become a legion of super, super sponsor, you can go to patreon.com slash supergirlradio. Uh, we've done a lot of things. We've, we've uh, on the Patreon, we've looked at the mini stream deck, which I'm still kind of playing with to figure out all of its <laughs> uh, possibilities. Um, we are, are also going to be taking a look at the first episode of the animated Teen Titans series. Not the Teen Titans Go, although we should probably get to that at some point. Uh, but we're going to be uh, talking about Teen Titans. So we're going to be doing uh, a monthly pilot pod about that. So you can go to uh, patreon.com slash Radio to find out about all of the levels and the things that you can get there. If you would like to uh, keep in touch with me, you can follow me on Vero True Social at Derby Kid, where I'm sharing things I'm watching or reading or checking out uh, a lot of really downers of uh, documentaries here. Lately. <laughs> I, I watched the House of Hammer, which was a tough watch. I also watched the, uh, I think it was called Jared the Subway Guy, maybe. Oh wow! Uh, you really Jared are watching Bogle. some tough watches. <laughs> I was uh, I was making some bad choices about the documentaries that I was watching. I also watched the Hillsong documentary on Max, so it was really it was really a negative space for a little while. So I need to find some <laughs> I need to find some comedy. You need to get like a like a good comedy in there. <laughs> <laughs> really lift up the spirits. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. You can also follow my personal YouTube channel and subscribe there at YouTube.com/slash/DuckMuckProd. I am almost finished with my uh barbie uh somewhat like a mini analysis not a real big deep dive into barbie but uh, i'm almost finished editing that i i had to do more b-roll than i thought i did so it's taking me a little longer but i should have that out by the end of the week if you're interested in that and i also hope to do something on peewee's big adventure and then the uh full circle event uh from back in april i'm behind uh so i'm eventually gonna get caught up and uh do some live streaming uh probably sometime in the fall so a lot uh to come on uh, my personal youtube channel if you want to check it out that sounds awesome. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. And you can also find me as a co-host on the Legendary Ladies podcast where we just recorded two episodes and I'm going to remember what they were about for sure any <laughs> second now. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we definitely recorded an episode um, with uh, special guest star Mike. Uh, oh, season two of Impact Winner. Mike is like just a, a full time podcaster now. And, uh, <laughs> and we also recorded an episode about the uh, the rom com that just came out called Red, White, and Royal Blue on Amazon Prime. I was the lone person who had read the book, no. uh, so I was the downer of the conversation because I was like, of course. That's not how the book did it. Uh, <laughs> so if you also read uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue or saw the movie and you're like, I also am mad about things that they changed from the book or I want somebody to kind of complain about things that I don't care about, that is going to be the podcast <laughs> episode for you. I was like, I'm going to keep it positive, but also like they took out like whole characters and I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I love the expert analysis. Very exciting stuff. I do want to answer one question before we go that's in the uh, chat. Uh, Mark wants to know if, uh, Rebecca, are you going to join Threads? 
no is the answer. Uh, you don't want to get threading? <laughs> That's what the kids call yeah, it. Is that what the kids are calling it? Um, I will only join threads if it lasts three years. I think that's fair, actually, because uh, I joined threads right away. I was like, yeah, let's get on here. Let's see. Uh, and and it's we're what, like a month in? I'm like, that's right. I've got a threads account. <laughs> um, it's going great. I'm a on threads, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it, it had a really big like first day. And then over time, people are like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. also, and also, you can't delete your account without deleting your Instagram account, and Which I just is dangerous. It's insane. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. So, um, I refuse unless it becomes a viable platform, um, and then I will think about it. And and even then, I'm just going to think about it. Uh, <laughs> come say hi to me on Threads. Maybe it'll make me remember I have that account <laughs> <laughs> at Mojo Tastic there too. Because again, like the Instagram thing, it was really easy to set it up. And then I was like, "What do I do with this thing?" You can only post so many cat pictures, and then you're like, "I don't know." <laughs> I guess, <laughs> guess I'll move right along. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on Threads to see how it goes. But in the meantime, you should follow the Supergirl Radio Instagram account. We're trying to get to a thousand followers on there so close so we are really close so if you uh, need to follow us on social media give us give us a shot on instagram we're making high quality <laughs> content there so uh give us a, a shout if you can okay well i think that's going to do it for this episode of supergirl radio but until next time i'm still rebecca johnson and i'm still morgan glennon and remember just like not every lois wins a pulitzer not every superman is good McGurk! I love not typing. Not with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah.